RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Health officials say they may have found how a mutant coronavirus strain spread in Hong Kong. A court sentences three people to jail for rioting, even though there's no evidence they were directly involved. And prison officials defend their decision not to allow former lawmaker Wu Chi Wai to attend his father's funeral. Health officials say their latest investigation found how a mutated strain of coronavirus possibly spread in the SAR through two gatherings last month. Wendy Wong reports. The Centre for Health Protection says it found a possible link between the infection of a man who flew in from Dubai in March and three foreign domestic helpers who came down with COVID-19 recently. All of them have contracted the same mutated strain of coronavirus, N501Y. Officials previously said they couldn't find any link among the cases. But now, the centre said after extensive contact tracing, it found that the man from Dubai and his friend attended a family gathering at a public housing flat in Taiwan on April the 13th. Three people who were at the Taiwan gathering then attended a get-together at a flat in Shamshopo five days later, which the three helpers were present. The trio who came down with the infection subsequently work in Tungchong, Konhill and Pokfulam. Authorities have also put under quarantine those who attended the two gatherings and anyone who's been to the two buildings in Taiwan and Shamshopo in the past three weeks are required to get tested for COVID-19. The centre added that two of those who joined the gatherings work at Urban Bakery Works and Oliver's The Delicatessen in Central, and anyone who's been to these two shops will have to get tested. The domestic helpers in Cornhill and Pokfulam and a third person linked to a previous infection were among the three new local cases reported in Hong Kong for the day. University of Hong Kong virologist Dr Siddharth Sridhar said the new mutant cases here are a cause for concern. He called on people to get vaccinated and not to be complacent. There is certainly an element of complacency because we've uh, had very few cases locally in the past uh, month or so. But I must say that it's a very thin line between uh, keeping things under control and things becoming totally chaotic and I think in several other countries like India we've seen that unfold where complacency is quickly followed by regret really so it's important that we don't stay complacent when we go out and get the vaccine because that's the only exit out of this situation. The World Health Organization has announced the creation of a global hub for pandemic and epidemic intelligence based in Berlin. The centre will develop new ways to identify and monitor warning signs that new diseases could become global threats. Here's the German Health Minister Jens Spahn. Better data and better analytics are key for better decisions. A WHO hub for pandemic and epidemic intelligence can make the difference for a safer future. Today, I'm honored to announce with Director General Tedros that the WHO Hub for Pandemic and Epidemic Intelligence will be established here in Berlin this year with the full support of the German government. The district court has handed down jail sentences of at least four years to each to three people convicted of rioting in Chunwan during an anti-government protest in 2019. The judge acknowledged there was no evidence that the defendants were directly involved with the riot, but said their presence at the scene fueled the situation. Violet Wong has more. District Court Judge Ernest Lin said that the presence of the three defendants at the protest on October the 1st, 2019, had encouraged demonstrators who were confronting police officers. 
The judge said there had been more than a hundred protesters in the area, with some setting fires on the street and hurling petrol bombs at officers. He described it as like a mini war between police and protesters, but officers had acted with restraint. He said it was no coincidence that the three defendants, who had been dressed like protesters, stayed at the scene while the standoff lasted for 20 minutes. The judge said the trio, who are all in their 20s, had to face the same punishment as those who broke the law based on the joint enterprise principle. A deterrent sentence was needed, he said, and adopted a starting point of four and a half years. Their sentences were reduced by between one and three months after the judge considered background reports. One other defendant, 40-year-old Chen Hang, was convicted of arson for throwing a banner into a fire on top of his conviction for rioting. He was jailed for four years and eight months, the longest sentence among the four defendants. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Prison officials have defended their decision to refuse to allow former lawmaker Wu Chi-Wai to attend his father's funeral this week, saying it would simply be too risky for all concerned. Tom McElindon has more. The Correctional Services Department says various factors have been taken into account in denying permission for the former Democratic Party chairman to go to the funeral this Friday, including his alleged offences, the security risk, escort route and location safety. It's not political suppression and prison officials are not just being unsympathetic, a statement suggests. It notes that the time, date and location of the funeral have been made public on social media and that there have been calls for people to turn up to support Mr Wu. It says the decision to reject his application was made in order to protect the safety of prison staff, the public and the prisoner himself. The department says it offers its deepest condolences to the former legislator and if he wants, he can follow the funeral proceedings via a video streaming platform. Mr Wu, who faces various protest-related charges and an alleged national security offence, was first taken into custody after... After a court heard, he failed to surrender a BNO passport while on bail. Former Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chuk Ting and eight other victims of the Yunlong mob attack on July 21, 2019, have decided to drop a civil suit against Police Commissioner Chris Tang. Natalie Ching reports. Mr Lam and other people injured in the gang rampage filed a lawsuit against the police last year seeking compensation, accusing the force of failing to stop the violence and protect civilians as a large group of men attacked passengers at random at Yunlong MTR station. Mr Lam is currently remanded in custody over a pan-democratic primary the authorities say threatened national security. He was quoted by his lawyer, Albert Ho, as saying that the Yunlong case has become too expensive to fight and that resources could be better utilized to help other pro-democracy activists facing prosecution. Mr. Ho noted that the lawsuit was still at a very initial stage and said he believes it would have been at least another year before a court hearing could be held. It seems that it would take a long time for the case to end and there would be a high risk of cost exposure. We think that it's time to stop in order to save further costs to be spent as the opponent on the other side is not only formidable but they have unlimited resources and they are crazy. They would use every method, every possible avenue to try to delay the matter, try to complicate the matter and to exhaust all our financial resources. Mr Ho said Mr Lam, who is facing a number of criminal charges, has already been locked up for a very long time, adding that it would be extremely tiring and stressful for him to push ahead with the civil case. However, he quoted the former lawmaker as saying that he would continue to get to the bottom of what happened on July the 21st as he faces prosecution for allegedly rioting while he was being attacked.
Former RTHK producer Bao Choi says she's appealing against her conviction over a documentary on the 2019 Yunlong gang attack, saying she wouldn't be able to sleep at night if she didn't. Timmy Sung reports. Bao Choi was fined $6,000 last month after being found guilty of two counts of violating the road traffic ordinance by making false declarations when searching for the owners of cars believed to be linked to the mob violence. In a social media post, the award-winning journalist says the decision to appeal was not taken lightly and she is prepared to take the matter all the way to the court of final appeal if necessary. If I don't pursue justice now, I know I will regret it for the rest of my life and I won't be able to sleep at night, she wrote, adding that she had thought of letting the matter go. As a media worker, reporting facts and speaking the truth have always been my mission. As my city is falling apart, I expect myself to live in reality, with sincerity, honesty and integrity, she said. The freelance journalist's research was for RTHK's Hong Kong Connection program. Her documentary shed more light on how police failed to prevent or respond to the Yunnan rampage, which left dozens in hospital. The evacuation of a residential building in Chunwan over COVID-19 sparked uproar among residents who are angry about what they said were chaotic and confusing arrangements. Wendy Wong has this story. More than 220 households in Block R of Allway Gardens were told they would be sent to a quarantine camp after a foreign domestic helper who lived there tested positive for a mutated strain of coronavirus. Chunwan District Councillor Chiu Yan Loi said residents rushed to pack the bags as they were told they would be taken to an isolation facility on Lantau in the morning. However, they were left waiting in their homes for hours with no updates from officials. Mr Chu said some elderly people were very worried and scared and one man even had to be taken to hospital after suffering an emotional breakdown. There are men who complained for a long time about why they, they have uh, waking in the home and nobody can tell him what time they were sent to the camp. He had a, a slight warning in the forum and anger to the, to the government officer, also the police officer. A resident named Ho also questioned whether it was necessary to send all residents to the quarantine camp, saying people could be isolated in their homes instead. The man said he runs his own business and won't be able to open his shop this month, adding that he may consider seeking compensation from the government. Facebook's, I'm sorry, overseas now, and Facebook's oversight board has upheld its ban on Donald Trump, arguing he'd created an environment in which serious violence is possible. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue sent this report from Washington. Following the Capitol insurrection on the 6th of January, all the main social media platforms suspended Donald Trump's accounts. But Facebook referred its decision to an oversight board, which it had previously set up to review its decisions on content. That board has now said the company was right to take down the former president's account, but rejected the open-ended nature of the ban. In a statement, it described the action as an indeterminate and standardless penalty. It's ordered Facebook to review the decision within six months, but has not required Mr Trump's page to be reinstated in the meantime. While this is a carefully worded adjudication, it does appear to leave open the possibility, at least, that Donald Trump could return to the platform, albeit not immediately. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi will continue to resist calls for a national lockdown unless the COVID situation there worsens even further. That's according to RTHK's India correspondent Murali Krishnan as the country posted a record 3,780 coronavirus deaths in the past 24 hours.
For now, he will resist it. But if the death rates continue to spiral beyond what we're seeing right now, then I guess he would be under immense pressure to uh, enforce a lockdown. What we saw last year when there was a lockdown, uh, we saw that uh, India's economic output almost fell by a quarter. So therefore, it is going to be a very expensive decision for the government if it enforces a national lockdown. He will try to resist it as long as possible. But should the clamor get louder, I think he might have to sort of finally uh, have to give in. Myanmar's National Unity Government, formed by groups opposing military rule, says it's established an armed wing to protect its supporters. The BBC's Jonathan Head is in Bangkok. Of course, there are the ethnic insurgent groups who've been fighting for years on the borders who have formally pledged their support to this national unity government, which in return says it will create a federal system, including them properly representing them for the first time and incorporating those insurgents into what they say will be a federal army. And they say this People's Defence Force is the first step in that. But it doesn't really exist as such. There's no command structure. There's no armed force. There are a number of people who fled to the border. I mean, we're talking about just a few dozen who are getting training from the ethnic insurgents and beginning get the very very beginning stages of thinking about armed insurrection but there is no force yet that can really challenge the supremacy in terms of military might of the Myanmar armed forces sports now in the glitziest party in European football welcomes a new member Foden now back to De Bruyne De Bruyne tries to give it back to Foden Foden plays it across Mahrez is there it's a second goal on the night for Manchester City, it's a second goal for Mares, and Manchester City are now closer than ever to the Champions League final for the first time. And Riyad Mares scored both goals in a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain, sending Manchester City into the final for the first time. City progressed 4-1 on aggregate. Their boss Pep Guardiola says reaching the Champions League final is a massive achievement for his side. What you have done these four years is incredible in terms of the Premier Leagues and the Carabao Cups and the Cups and every competition played. And reaching the final helps you to understand what we have done. Reach this competition in the finals is so difficult. It's, it's, it's the toughest one, the quality of the opponents, the, the composer that you had to have to, to suffer the, 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 the toughest moments. And we did it. So we make an incredible Champions League uh, season. And now we deserve to be there. We're going to play the final. Man City play either Chelsea or Real Madrid in the final. Those two sides play later tonight after the first leg ended one all. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Health officials say they may have found how a mutant coronavirus strain spread in Hong Kong. A court sentences three people to jail for rioting, even though there's no evidence they were involved. And prison officials defend a decision not to allow a former lawmaker to attend his father's funeral. The news from RTHK. The Community Care Fund has launched the Living Subsidy Program for eligible non-public housing and non-CSSA low-income households to relieve their financial pressure. Applications are being handled in phases. Four or more person households can submit applications from now until the 31st of May. Old applicant households should reply to confirm eligibility after receiving letters. For details, please visit the Community Care Fund website or call 21806666. 